I've been studying high performers and top performers for approaching 20 years now. Lots of things have surprised me about how top performers do things differently, but quite possibly the most surprising is how high performing people ask for help. It's completely different than the average person. I found that most people don't even think about this as a skill set, but what I've learned by studying top performers, there are actually very specific things that they do when they go to ask for help. This is a bonus episode of Happen to Your Career, and I want to be able to teach you these so that you can get the type of help that you need. In fact, I've created a, a formula over the years with five very simple parts to show you how to do this and be able to break it down in a way that makes sense and you're more likely to get the help that you want and need anytime you go ask. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. So how do high performers ask for help? And how is it different than how everybody else asks for help? Well, before I show you those five key parts that I mentioned, I want to ask you a question. What do you think is the secret to why high performers get help so easily and why we enjoy helping them and why sometimes it's so painful to have to help other people that aren't asking in the same way? Is it they're genetically endowed with likability or that we're just biased as human beings to want to help people who are already doing well? Maybe. Maybe it is, but I I don't really think so. To find out the real answer, let's talk about an actual scenario that I've experienced in the past. A team member, we're going to call her Amanda. She was working on a, a project to install a new system to store employee data and integrate it with other types of systems. And she got it to a point where the original plan wasn't working and she didn't know what to do next. Here's what normally happens in this scenario. Normal employee goes to their boss and says, hey, Scott, we've got a huge problem. The original plan to sync up the employee data with the pay and benefits data, it just isn't going to work. I can't do this project as we planned. I need help. Okay, well, that's that's one way to do it. That sounds really similar to the way a lot of people might ask. They might not even ask for help in some cases. They might just put it out there and kind of put the problem back on their on their boss. Here's what Amanda did. She came to me and said, I need to get your feedback and advice on the employee data project. The original plan to sync up the employee data with the pay and benefits data is not going to work as we've planned it because our systems don't directly integrate with the new application. I've thought of three different options for how we could proceed forward. And by the way, this is where she went into detail. She explained the three different options. And then she went on to say that my recommendation and the one that I think that we should do is pay the new app provider to write additional code to connect the two systems together. And this would cost an extra $3,000 now, but would likely save us many headaches down the road and more than make up for that cost in productivity and in direct additional costs too. What direction do you believe we should go? And this is where she was asking me, is there anything else that I'm not thinking of? Okay. So think about these two examples. What's the difference between them? 
Okay, there's a lot of differences. <laughs> However, in the high performer example with Amanda, she doesn't just ask for help. She made it very, very easy on me to help her. Since it was easier to help her, she ended up getting the help that she wanted and needed. This is what top performing people in any area do. They take the responsibility of the ask for help on themselves. All right, so when you you think about this, there's actually five key parts that make this possible. Like top performers, you can use these five parts anytime you're requesting help from anybody, anywhere. This will help you in your job. It'll help you in your life. It'll help you in with your conversations with your spouse, partner, whatever. Okay, here's each part. Number one is share the area that you need help with. Number two, specifically, where are you getting stuck? Or what type of help do you feel like you need most? Number three, what have you already tried doing? Or what's the relevant background information? Keyword is relevant there. Number four, what other options are you considering as a solution or alternatives? Number five, what action would you like the person who you're asking for help from, what action would you like that person to take? Be specific. Don't make them guess. In the example with Amanda, she did each of these things. She shared what and how she felt she needed help. She already had figured out potential solutions and had several solutions that she was considering at the time where she came to ask. She shared only the background info that was relevant. She didn't dump a whole bunch of useless information on me. And she went on to ask specifically for what she needed help with. In this case, if you remember, it was asking, what direction do you believe we should go? Is there anything else that I'm not thinking of? And what was embedded into that too is for the extra $3,000 spend, she needed my my permission and my stamp of approval, if you will, to go beyond the budget for what, what we had. So all those were embedded right into her ask. All right. So if I'm thinking about this from a high performer standpoint, high performers recognize that they have to have ownership in how they ask for help. In fact, I found that many of the people who haven't learned this single lesson about having ownership, (laughs) they're often frustrated and many times even afraid to ask for help because they haven't had good results in the past necessarily. And that's sometimes, by the way, how some people believe that, hey, I, I feel like I needed to do it on my own. That's sometimes how they get there. But if you've ever felt like you might irritate or inconvenience another person by asking for help, then you're probably asking for help in the wrong way. Something else you should know is that when you use this five-part method for asking like a high performer, you'll find that people actually enjoy helping you. And it's the furthest thing from an inconvenience for them. Pretty cool, right? Okay, so if I'm going to act and ask like a high performer, guess what? I need to accept, first of all, that most of the work is going to be done by me when asking for help, which is a completely different way to look at it. And you're going to find that if you use this approach in all areas of your life, it's going to be so much easier to make progress and get results in whatever areas you're asking for help. I want to give you uh, another example here. And this is super easy. It relates to job search. We teach this example in our career change bootcamp program, by the way. 
let's say that you want to reach out to an acquaintance that you don't know really well, but they work in a role in organization that you're interested in. Here's how these five key areas might sound in that type of conversation, possibly even in an email or even in a LinkedIn message. It could be that you reach out and say, hey, Jim, we're just going to call this person Jim. Okay. So, hey, Jim, I'm getting ready to make a career change and I'm trying to figure out what type of role and organization I want to be in. And I am really, really interested in what it is that you do. Would you be willing to spend 15 minutes with me and let me ask a few questions about what you do, what you like about it, uh, what you dislike about it, and um, and the organization that you're involved with? Is that something you'd be willing to do? Okay, so let's go back to our five parts. Why does that work? When we're asking for for help in that type of context, remember, help can come in many different ways. We're sharing the area that we needed help with. We're specifically describing what type of help we feel like we need. Uh, we're sharing the relevant background info. In this case, it was just a it was literally just half a sentence. I'm making a career change and trying to decide what I want to do next. That's the relevant background info. I don't need any more than that. That's enough to provide context for that person to be able to feel like they can say yes or no. The action that I'd like them to take in this particular case is I'd like to meet up with them for a short meeting or be able to you know, ask them for just 15 minutes. And the other options I might be considering in this particular case, by the way, might be like a call or something else. So you can see that this and these five parts can work in a variety of different situations. But if you loved this, then this is actually one of the types of things that we teach inside Career Change Bootcamp, which if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time at all, then you've probably heard one or many someones that have gone through that program. It's a 16-week one-to-one coaching program following a very specific eight-part framework that we've created to figure out a career that fits you, test it out for reassurance, and then make your change. And if you're ready to make a change right now and get a head start on the new year, well, then guess what? Here's what I would suggest. Drop me a, drop me an email. Just send me an email. Open up your, open up your phone right now. Open up your email app and put the word conversation in the subject line. Send it to Scott at happentoyourcareer.com and I'll connect you up with my team and then we can figure out if Career Change Bootcamp is the right for you, for you and figure out the very, very best way that we can help for your situation. It's what we do. It's what we love to do. Hey, we'll see you next time with actually another bonus episode coming up here really, really soon. We'll talk to you later. Adios. I'm out. 